older. We ain't getting older. Alright. Alright. Here's how you're not gonna know in the video. Kay. You ready? I'm like really excited for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back with another episode of Sam Deary Example Podcast. I think we're on episode four. Today, we have a very special, charismatic, good-looking, Catholic man. Wow. Johnny Giroux. Thank you, Deary. That was, a, that was I think, the most honoring intro I've ever had. So I am so excited because these podcasts are just becoming really fun now. Dude, I'm just is... like having random people and my random friends on my podcast. Yeah, but people are getting after it still, dude. Mm. We're here to live life. Mm-hmm. So I'm having these people, and it just so happens that all the people that I like to put myself around like to live life. To the full. Yeah. Fully alive. Yeah. That's what we're about here. Yeah. On the Sam Deary Example Podcast. Boom. Boom. So, Johnny. So, Deary. What are you excited about in life right now, dude? Oh. What are you excited for? What am I excited about, man? Man, that's a great question. You know, it's hard because I'm I I'm graduating in two weeks, and it's kind of this weird phase where you're going to the next level of life, whatever that is, and it's like you're in an uncertain phase. And I haven't been here since like graduating high school, and it's crazy. So I don't know if I can answer that question. It's maybe it's the uncertainty. That is uh, making me nervous rather than excited about what's next. But I, I mean, I'm going to Spain in July, in June, June. For what? Uh, me and my boy Paul Ronner. Shout out to Paul. He'll be an avid listener after this <laughs> once he knows what's going on. And uh, he he graduated, and him and his three buddies and me were going to hike the El Camino oh, and sick. then visit Our Lady of Fatima. So I'm I'm pretty hyped for that. So that's a ten day. Uh, pilgrimage we're getting done so dude that's super awesome how many of that type of stuff have you done i know you went with uh i think it was father jacob or was it father father e- father ethan yep. father ethan more mm-hmm. and you went on some sort of hiking trip with them that's where road you met trip. father ethan yep trixie's road trip yeah that was uh shout out to those guys and we went we went all the way to montana and then came back it was like a nine-day excursion it was uh definitely had a highlight of that summer but i've never been out of the country so this is my first time and so Spain, I got a passport though, so I'm ready. I just need to find my way there, hop on a plane and go outside the country. Have you ever been outside the country, Sam? I have not been outside the country. Oh. Uh, the only, the closest that I've been is staying on the edge of Lake Erie at, in Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. My family's from. Close to Canada? From. Yeah, you could see Canada across the lake. Wow. I've never. Wow. Well, you know what? When I was younger, I went on Niagara Falls, mm. a little trip across, I don't know. You went, like, near the falls. You had, like, a poncho on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have technically been across the border in Canada. Wow. That's where uh, Jim and Pam got married, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, on the boat. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah. Exactly like so that. So are you going to get married there as well? Are you going to find a pretty Catholic woman and then— Pretty uh, Catholic woman. It's all you're looking church. for. Well— those aren't the only two requirements. Oh, really? Well, what are your I know requirements, a lot, Sam? I know a lot of attractive Catholic females. So, oh, <laughs> Sam. Okay, Sam. Yeah, what, what Dude, are you looking like for in a future spouse? What are the – let's talk about that. Example podcast. <laughs> 
I mean, people live the rest of their life with their spouse. So we're young, right? We got to figure out what, what are the qualifications? Not qualifications. That, that's kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you looking for? What what kind of woman are you looking for, Sam? So, in my limited dating experience, here is one thing that uh-huh. I have found that that is so important, and it is a lot of times the cliches, but there's going to be some other stuff in there too. So, first of all, you really, really, really need somebody who's just going to be able to reasonably work with you through difficulties and through mm. struggles. That's like such a huge thing. Because they can't just be getting, like, quiet and, like, moody and upset. Like, seriously, uh-huh. like, all these things. You need someone who's going to be able to be open with you, who's going to be clear with you, who's mm. going to be honest with you right off the bat so that you can work through things. So there's not, like, th- that's how you keep away from the tension if you're just open with each other, which uh-huh. is something that you will be able to tell right in the beginning. Mm. Is this person able to be open with me? And that's why I don't really like it when people are just talking, Mm. Because there's no call for clarity. Mm. There's no reason why I have to tell you anything because there's nothing really going on. And I can just step out whenever I want to. There's no necessity for trust. There's no necessity for me to be open with you. There's no necessity for me to actually give any sort of commitment. So if you're going to give a commitment to me, I need to know what's in your brain when you're thinking about me. And I need to know what I'm thinking about you. And that just becomes more and more and more important the more that the longer you guys are together. So first of all, you got to be clear. You got to be open. Okay. I, I heard three things there. I heard someone who handles problems well, who can face adversity well with you and solve it together. I heard openness, and then I heard some sort of commitment there, but it sounded like that kind of like is an umbrella. You got to be able to commit with the woman that you meet. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I haven't really broken it down into steps like this, so okay. maybe you'll hear a bunch of random stuff. No, that's cool. What else? Obviously, the way that I would have a really hard time and it would be really hard to raise children with somebody who isn't almost totally there with all of your values. Mm. Why? Because if I want the kids to be raised a certain way and she wants the kids to be raised a certain way and especially here's another thing that's important that they're strong willed. Mm. That they're confident, that they know who they are and they know and they have some sort of idea about life. Mm. So they they have a firm belief in who they are and how you're supposed to live. I like that. So if I have a firm belief in who I am and how I think we're supposed to live, so what I want to pass on to my children, how I want my children to live, and she is very strong about how she wants her children to live, and we're not there on each other, because I know that there are things that I'm not going to be able to sway on. Mm. Yep. Non non negotiables. Yeah, what they call them. So if we both have non negotiables that are different, yeah, breakup is near. Yeah, wow. So I I don't know. Again, I I wouldn't be. I'm not saying you can't marry people who aren't in line with your Catholic values. But it would be it would be uh it'd be difficult. No, it would it would. I was reading this book once. It was called Peak. It was for sports psychology class with Dr. Robin Veely. Shout out to her. Great woman. She's been here like 60 years. She's incredible. And the book was about our kids. Are they mostly nature or nurture? Right. Like are they – have I told you this, Sam? Well, you that's, that's the this. big question, right? Nature versus nurture. Yes, yes. And so this guy who wrote the book called Peak, he said everything is nurture. That was his theory. And he brought up this one example of this guy who was 
uh, he wanted to basically breed kids to be world chess champions. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. and so he he went on the internet and he said, "Dear internet, I'm looking for a woman to basically produce the next world chess champions with me. If you're down for this, let me know." And believe it or not, one in 3.57 billion women said yes. And long story short, they had three little girls. And guess what? Not one, not two, not but three were all world champions. And the youngest was the best chess player out of all of them. I might have been you who told me this, that when they put Bill Gates and Steve Jobs in a room and ask them to give one word, they both said focus. That's mm. it, man. That's it. What do you focus all of your energy on? But it's really difficult because there are so many different things that's necessary to be a rounded human being. And if you listen to the first podcast, which is something that I do want to get back towards sort of my original outline for this podcast in a way, at mm. least maybe start doing some more like that. Anyways, part of the idea was just being a fully rounded person, mm. doing as as much as you could in a way without overwhelming yourself, sort of the necessity things mm. that you got to be doing. They may have been really good at chess, but they probably weren't really good at anything else. And so, like, that's that's the big sacrifice, too. So it you is. look at The Rock. Boom. I got his energy drink right here. Oh, wow. I didn't know he had um, one, actually. Dude, he's always grinding. He's, he's on the ground. He's always grinding. Mm -hmm. And he has a family. He has children. He has a wife. Oh. And Good for him. I just wonder. I feel if, you, if you're going to be the best at something, the best in the world, mm -hmm. you've got to be willing to give everything to that thing. Because you know what those girls did? They gave everything, which is more than the person who gave everything but, everything mm. but, everything but uh, this time to read this thing that doesn't have to do with chess. It was that time when they were reading things a little bit besides chess. They were still reading about chess. Mm. They were still practicing chess. There's always going to be somebody who's willing to take it to an extreme. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, push back a little bit, though, because I think— Yes, they were they were world champions, but that doesn't mean that they weren't other things. Kobe Bryant, for example, I love his mentality on life. He said, though, at a young age, he decided he wanted to be the greatest basketball player of all time. There's a scene where he's like, he's watching MJ, and he's like, can I get to that level? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I always like that mentality. But long story short, he is looking, and he's so he said everything from that point. Once he decided, I want to be the greatest basketball player of all time, whether he was in the library, whether he was in the ice cream shop, whatever he was doing, everything became about becoming the greatest basketball player of time of all time. So, I mean, you look at you look at the I use the ice cream shop analogy. He's watching the manager. How how does he manage? How can I use that? Like, um, and the guy interviewing him said that basically the world became his library, his school, because once you decide, everything can help you get there. So it goes back to the focus thing. So. But I think so many people, talking about this, what we look for in a wife, so many people that are married and just in general in life are running aimlessly, as St. Paul says. He says, I do not run aimlessly. But so many people are. They, one, don't even know what they're looking for. And then once they get married or whatever, they don't really know what they're doing when they're raising their kids. They're just raising them to be good people. And it's like this vague, like, good, let's help society, let's... Change the world even. But what does that even mean? There's like, no real deep thought that people put into their lives. And a lot of people for their entire lives, which I think is insane. Yeah, it's and, true. And the fact that people can just go about 
believing that there is not really anything of real truth doesn't really make any sense to me. I feel like if I thought about for a long time that there wasn't any sort of real objective truth, I'd be depressed. Mm. Dude, I think about that all the time because we, like, in 2022, that's the year we're in, right? It is. 2022. Like, you walk down the street and people heads in their phones. I mean, VR, dude, like, you'll walk in a room, everyone's got their VR headset on. It's like, <laughs> I've never seen. Okay, that's never happened, <laughs> but it's going to. Give it eight yeah. years, give it yeah, till man. 2030. And you're going to walk in a room and it's going to be like, if not for the hope I found in Jesus Christ, I would be, dep- I, like you said, I would be depressed. I would be like, why are we here? There is no, there's no community. There is nothing that's like making me excited about life. I love your first question. What are you excited about? There's nothing because everything is just about pleasure. How can we have more comfort and how can we give more pleasure to ourselves? And we all know at the end of the day that leaves you empty. Whether you find that out with a little pleasure or you have to go and hit rock bottom, you'll find out eventually that if you seek a life Talk about if you live a life, raise your children just so that they can become comfortable. Again, it begs the question, why are we here? Are we just here for comfort? Yeah. Was it you I was talking about? There's just no such thing as comfort. No, it wasn't. Like if you're fighting for comfort, you're always going to be uncomfortable because you're never you're going to be uncomfortable with the situation that you're in. Because if you're living just to be comfortable, you're not going to be the best student. You're mm. not going to be the best friend. You're not going to be in the best shape. You're not going to have the best relationships with people around you. You're not going to be comfortable. There's always going to be something nagging at you, knowing that you could be better and in a better situation than you are. So it just goes back to like mm. taking a hold of life or life taking a hold of you. Mm. So you're either going to be uncomfortable by your own will I'm going to get up, I'm going to hit the gym, I'm going to eat the stuff that I don't really want to put in, but I know intellectually is better for me. Mm -hmm. It's not comfortable, but it's fulfilling. The other side isn't comfortable, and it's just not fulfilling. It's empty. So you don't think sitting down, uh, ordering B-dubs and Domino's in my uh, Blue Ranch Doritos, sitting back, drinking my uh, Kool-Aid, and watching my favorite movie, La La Land, you don't think that's comfortable? <laughs> it is if you're in great shape. And if over the course of this week, you got after it, that's the thing. You're only going to really be able to enjoy comfort if you put yourself through discomfort. So that's the way I feel. I can never go on vacation mm. when I have a bunch of stuff on my mind that I need to complete. Oh, yeah. It's like I have to finish these things. I have to work hard on these things before I can even relax my mind. So I feel like you can't be comfortable. That's something that's comfortable. If you did every day, it wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I Okay, I'm about to graduate, get a big boy job, and I'm sure maybe I'll feel differently about this after I work for like a year, but I don't even know about like vacation. I My family never really went on vacation growing up, and when I was in high school, I ran track, cross country. That was my thing. And, like, every time before a meet, my favorite song to sing was Congratulations by Post Malone. It's like, my mama call. No, sorry, that sounded bad. But (laughs) there's a line in that song that he says, work so hard, forgot how to vacation. Mm. And I know I had a couple podcasts on uh, leisure on my podcast. On the Sheepdogs podcast? Sheepdogs podcast, yeah. Check out Sheepdogs podcast at the Miami University Newman Center. We'll link it below. We'll link it below. I'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it below. Yeah, so we, t- we talked about leisure and the importance of leisure, and it-, it did change my view a little bit, but there is something to be said, like, 
I, I think about um, Father Fernandez, who's about to be Bishop Fernandez, Bishop of Columbus. He was telling me that he, when he was in Rome, he'd drink like eight cups of coffee a day. Mm. Like, this guy was getting after it. And I don't think, like, obviously, I don't think he was ever ambitious to become a bishop. But I do think that he worked incredibly hard at everything he did. And so there is something to be said for you are working hard. That is going to result in certain things. There's no I, no coincidence, I think, that he is becoming a bishop because in order to be a bishop, you need to be able to work hard and do all those things. And so, I don't know. That just made me think of that. Yeah. And it is, again, just goes back to finding the balance there is where is it just you're pouring yourself into all of these different things. And here's something that, that you said in just the middle, and people just tend to say, people who are Christian, people who believe in Jesus. They just go, I found my fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And they just kind of leave it at that. Yep. No one understands that. You can't Explain. just say, this is something I was talking about a little bit today on, on the podcast that we just did. You can't feel someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. You have to experience these things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the fulfillment that you feel as a Christian is something that somebody who's not living a Christian life just can't really understand. Mm. And that's why living by example is so important. Because Ooh. if I'm living by an example and I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I am doing things, I'm successful in my area because I work hard in the things that I do. For me, that's a fruit of my Christian faith. Mm. So I, I also wonder how people, this is going off a little bit from the point I was about to make. Well, we'll finish the point first. <laughs> it's not until people see that that they can sort of give some sort of concrete meaning to what it means to be Christian. And I think a lot of people get some sort of fulfillment from Jesus that's way below what he's willing to give. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, again, it's that same thing. It's an infinite love. So if you have this infinite love and you only have a piece of it, there's so much that you're missing out on that you can't feel. You can never feel the love more than you have. Mm. So I think people get a piece of this love and just stop there mm. and say, I'm fulfilled because they're way happier. Because a piece of this love, a yeah. small piece of this love is the world of difference compared to their life without it at all. Yeah. And so people get a piece of this love and they go, my fulfillment's in Jesus Christ. And you should love Jesus the way that I love Jesus. But then people see you just not really doing anything with your life. Which is a, a real thing. I Like, you need to be active. You need to be doing mm. things. And in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. it, it's living by that example, by being fully alive in all of the things that you do, that one, you're going to be, I think, this is what I think, you're going to be coming to deeper relationship with God partially because you're coming into more of alignment with the way that you were supposed to live. Mm. And you're going to be able to understand that love more. You're going to feel that love more. You're going to be able to share that love more. And people are going to have concrete examples of what they can do to follow after your lead. Mm. I like that you use the word alignment there. I think uh, one of my favorite entrepreneurs, the guy's getting after it right now, his name's Patrick Bet David. He has a YouTube channel called Valuetainment. I've seen a lot of his videos. But he, his definition of greatness is alignment. Basically, whatever your goals, values are, 
it you could be you could you could be chess, you could be um a a curtain maker. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you, if you have alignment in whatever it is in your life, that was his definition of greatness and I like that. And so when you talk about living example, what we are supposed to live as Catholics, what we know we're called to is to know, to love, to serve God, to be reasonably happy in this life and forever happy with him in the next. And so how can we live that example every day? But I also want to push back on this concept of living by example. I think there's something more. And I was watching, I went to one sports leadership and management class ever at Miami and it was because I thought there was going to be a guest speaker come in. They canceled. Long story short, um, I ended up seeing, they, they showed a different video. And there was a panel of college basketball coaches. And this college basketball coach, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, he said, you know what? I don't want an athlete that just says, oh, you just got to lead by example. Because that's not enough. He's like, I don't care if my athlete is going two, three, four extra hours outside of regular practice to be grinding, to be getting after it, if they're not bringing others along with you. And so he's like, yes, lead by example, but you also need to be bringing others with you constantly because he's like, that's what a true leader is. And so you have to bring other people's with you. Leading by example is not enough. You have so many little bits like that. Like seriously, a ton. Yeah. You have these little experiences and you remember it mm-hmm. super well. One thing, do you feel like you implement those well? Because one thing yeah. that I fall into a lot is that I will just overhype myself. Mm-hmm. People will say so many great things and I'll take them to heart and I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then when if I, I see that and I get super excited and then sometimes I don't completely fulfill that feeling. But then another super thing gets me super hyped. So I'm just like consistently hype while not doing enough stuff because a lot of times mm-hmm. it ain't hype to do the thing you want to do it yep. ain't hype at all you just want to go to sleep you the last thing you want to do is study stats you know yeah do, it's not yeah. hype and that motivation yeah. just totally goes away you don't there's no sort of reminder to that super hype feeling that you had you just need to know it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. so how do you think you implement these really good quotes they are good quotes yep and they are good examples how have you been implementing those in your life? Terrible. Terribly. Terribly. I I definitely, that's one of my, uh, I think people, maybe it's like the gift of gab or whatever. I, I'm pretty good at saying things that like hit you at your core because they've hit me at my core and I can, I can express them. I think I would be, if I was in Jesus' time, totally like a classic, uh, uh, preacher of the word, but not a practicer of the word a lot of times. And it's a constant thing I'm battling with. And uh, one priest, I went to spiritual direction like one time, and he told me a, another quote uh, <laughs> from Vince Lombardi, who's a awesome Catholic guy himself, but also... Oh, was he really? Oh, yeah. He served Latin Mass every day of his life. Wow. And he won... The Packers coach? Packers first, coach. First and second Super Bowl winner, dude? Yep. Dude, he, you gotta you gotta hear his talks, but... He was good Catholic. He said, though, that um, it's not the will to win that counts. It's the will to prepare to win that counts. And he basically challenged me that in my spiritual life because I, like, I, I want heaven, right? I was thinking about this earlier today. I've, I hope you, you should try to have Dr. Freeman on this podcast. But, uh, yeah, he would be legendary. That would be legendary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he would always challenge me because uh, – 
I said, I said one time to him, Friedman, I want to be the greatest, your greatest student, student of all time. And then at, by the end of the semester, he was like, you didn't take that statement seriously. Like, you just said it. You didn't take it seriously. Did you actually implement the things that needed, needed to be done to make that happen? No, you didn't. And I think that's true. So I have these, like, desires. I have these things I say. And then I have to look back at myself and say, was I actually serious about that? Am I serious about it? And that's why it's so important to live by example. And to have a focus. And to be focused, yeah. Because you can branch off into all these other different things and you never excel in one of them. Again, it's like B's and everything instead of A's and a few things. Yeah, you can't give your A effort to everything. But yeah, I, I think... I think uh, yeah. Uh, something that was cool is I had Liz on the last podcast mm. and she... I have... I have been struggling a little bit to implement these things. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting closer. I had a really good day yesterday, so I'm kind of hyped right now. But she said that when I started really getting into this stuff and being making yourself the best version of yourself and was saying these different types of things, she said it inspired her because she had kind of been feeling these things, but she felt like I articulated in a in a way that she just like really got after it after that. Mm. She did. Really? Like she really did. She's doing freaking awesome in her classes. And she she talks about it. She understands it. She learns. She yeah. knows these things. And it's really cool. But you know what she did? She heard that and she just she did it. She took it. She yep. took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing super well in her classes cuz she got inspired, she focused and she got after it. And that's that's a that's a hard skill, man. Yeah, to 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 actually go from just like I think it's why, I mean, uh, if you read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, it is, it is, by definition, the most legendary sermon of all time. <laughs> Billy Graham got nothing on Jesus himself. And yet, at the last line, he says, those who hear these words and don't act on them are like those who build their house on sand. The, wind fl- the winds come, the storms come, and their house is destroyed. But those who hear these words and do them are those that build their house on rock, a firm foundation. The winds come, the storms come, and they won't be blown over. And so that's why I, when I came to college, one of the things I was like, I kind of want to be a motivational speaker with my life. I think it would be so cool. But then as I'm kind of learning more about myself, I'm like, well, because I kind of thought that would be like the greatest impact I could have on the world. But it's like you can tell someone like the greatest thing of all time and – They'll, like, think about it, like, huh, and then they can walk away. That's that threshold, dude. That threshold between being inspired and actually doing it, mm-hmm. which is hard because inspiration is a feeling. Yeah. And it's easy to be driven off a of feeling, but it's really hard to be driven regardless of the situation you're in. Uh, I saw this, this cool line. You had me read this little chapter that stuck with me. I'm trying to find it. Was this St. Francis of Assisi? Yeah. It just had something to do with how inconsistency of mind just leads to evil. I, I can't find it. Yeah, this this is an excerpt you know from uh, The Imitation of Christ. Yeah, I have the book right here if you want it. I don't know what I did with it. Anyways. Yeah, so. Like, it's just, a, it's important that if you make a goal that you follow through. That if you say you're going to do something for a certain period of time, 
that you do that thing for a certain period of time, regardless how it turns out. Because if you're not able to do that in one part of your life, it's really hard to do in the rest of the parts of your lives. Yeah. Yeah, that's why... Uh, the line, like, how you do one thing is how you do everything is so true. Like, I realized that when I was in high school, I cut some corners when it came to school. Like, yeah. I would read Spark Notes instead of read the actual book. And I was a good BSer, so I just, like, aced the test still. And, but I'm like... You know what? That I I took the, I uh, I kept that mentality early on in college, and I'm like that is not that is not going to help me long term. So I stopped cutting corners, and I love uh, oh man Matt Frazier. He won uh, CrossFit Champions for like five times. Oh yeah, in a row. On Netflix. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a beast, and he talks about that was a huge switch for him. He got second, and then he got second again, and he's like that will never happen again. The year between he got second and the year he first won the CrossFit Games, he said he stopped cutting corners. He stopped eating a pint of ice cream every night. He stopped doing, like, stupid things. And he's like, I'm going to be serious about my craft. And, look, he won five years in a row. Boom. Yeah, and this is said, inconsistency of mind and small confidence in God is the beginning of all evil temptations. Now, small confidence in God, that makes sense. But inconsistency of mind, I think, is cool. Because it's not just something that's spiritual. What does that make you think about, though? For inconsistency of mind, it could be different things, right? But for me, it's I want to be this person. I want to be – no, I want to be like this person. Uh, No, I want – one thing that's for me is like I actually – here, I'm at college. I want to really focus in on college and make sure I'm getting after college. Wait, I love music. Yeah. College isn't important. GPA isn't important. I don't care about that. I want to get after music. So now – my school isn't where I want it to be, and my music isn't where I want it to be. It's tough. And having that inconsistency will seep through into other things. Yeah. And eventually into evil things, seriously. It, it makes me think of the verse. Wow, I, 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 feel, I feel good how many scripture verses I know, but I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't actually read the Bible that much, but I really need to. Like, I've been, I've been slacking big time. Mm-hmm. But the verse that, like, you cannot be a slave to two masters. As simple as that. Like you cannot serve both God and Mammon. And you look at that on a on a small scale of your your different desires. I think it's different because with that it's sin and it's righteousness. With yours, it's like I want to be this and I want to be this. And you're like, ah, I don't know which one. Which one should I do? But I mean, going back to our original conversation about what are you looking for in a wife, I think that's why it's really hard to it can be hard to, like, if you're dating multiple people at the same time, like, figure out, ah, that's why it's so important to be able to commit and be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow through. I'm going to commit to this one girl, and I'm going to see it through, and what, for better or for worse, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that's hard, too, because regardless of what girl you end up with, whatever woman you end up marrying— it's not going to be perfect, right? You're always going to have to work through things. There's always going to be things that you disagree on that you need to be open with each other about. Mm-hmm. So when do you say making it work with this girl is more important than the issues that we have with each other? Mm. That I'm just going to full-on commit to this girl for the rest of my life and work through our difficulties. When do you say it? Yeah. yeah, I I That's can't give you the answer because, right. yeah, you should have someone on who maybe could uh, have some experience in that realm. But from what I've heard from other people, 
it's like it sounds cliche, but when you know, you know. And uh, but I I did talk to my one friend Alex one time, and he was he he's dated a girl for two years in college. And I'm like, dude, how like that's hard. College is a hard time, especially for someone like you or me, Sam, where we have all these different like desires. We want to be involved in all these things to commit to one girl for two years in college is hard. And he said, relationships I think comes down to how bad do you and the other person want to stay together? Like, that's what it comes down to. And if you both want to, then it'll last. If not, it won't. But it takes one, it takes both people. And uh, marriage is so interesting. Now that I think it about is. it. Yeah, it it's is. it's like two people deci- becoming one flesh, essentially. Right. But that's so such an interesting concept. Yeah. And I would, I would uh, encourage those listeners to really look into that too, what that means, what marriage means and what people have said about it and what the church says about it because it's a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. And if you, the more you think about it, here's the thing about the Catholic church. Everyone sees it as a bunch of rules. Most people just see it as a bunch of rules. It's because mm-hmm. we're, we're complex. At least to ourselves, right? Yeah, I've heard that thing like God is simple. We're the ones who are complex. But yeah, I look at myself. I look at our human nature. It it's complex. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So if something doesn't really make sense on the front when you first hear it, how much have you thought about it? Hmm. There's a lot going on there. There's thousands of years of thought hmm. put hmm. into these different teachings. Yeah. So what they have in these thousands of years of thoughts of just people building off of each other, that's like Plato's so awesome because he takes Socrates, he took all of Socrates' thoughts and then built from there. Yeah. And I think that more people need to do that. Look, we already have all of these thoughts. Now, it's also, of course, very important to think on your own, try to come up with things on Mm -hmm. your own. But what you'll find is that the things that you come up with on your own, Mm. and you know that feeling when you come up with something like about your nature, and you go, oh, my gosh, that's just right. You think about it. You just sit there and you think about why something is a certain way for a long time. And then you go, that's right. Like what? I know that's right. Like about yourself? Like I'm a, I'm a, this this or that temperament or like something you discover about yourself or, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of an example. I can't think of an I, example. I think it's sort of more about. For me, more about human nature, like why it makes sense that, Mm -hmm. for example, why it makes sense that God has to be all good and why it makes sense that God had to become man. Like these things make sense. Why it makes sense that we have to live virtuously to be fulfilled. That's something, for example, Socrates came up with in 450 B.C., that we have to live virtuously and that there's one God and that God has to be love. Hmm. He came up with that. Just by thinking about it. And everybody can. Yeah. So what's difficult is they think those things and they come up with it, but it hits them differently because they've reasoned through like hundreds of steps as to Mm. why they believe that to be true. So it is really important to think about it. And when you think about it and you come up with these things and they click, you'll find other people have the same – have have come to the same conclusions because it's true. We were all made with the same nature. So it's it's, makes sense that we would all be coming to the same conclusions on our own. It's so uh, there's so much I could unpack there. I don't even know what direction to go because, yes, it would make sense. And and you're right. There's a natural law 
and all these things, it, it, when, you, when you do start to learn more, and with God's grace, obviously, with that help, you are able to then learn and see the truth. But there is an aspect where we have, we were given original sin from original parents, and I think it's St. Alphonsus Liguori that says, like, sin is blinding. It blinds people. So people, they're, they're, they say, no way the, the Catholic Church is true, but um, I think this is St. Augustine. Or, this is a harsh quote. St. Augustine says, like, the only reason at the end of the day that someone leaves the church is because of sin. Like, that's the only reason. There's usually something I saw with one of my friends. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they they were like, they grew up Catholic, great Catholic family. And then at a certain point in college, they said, you know what? Um, I, I, I believe in everything the Catholic Church teaches. Just I don't know about their teaching, like, on sex before marriage. And it's like, it goes back to the Fulton Sheen quote. Like, unless you live how you believe, you will end up believing how you live. And clearly my friend was living in this sin, so he started to believe it. He started to believe, well, the church is true except for this thing because that's not how he's living. And so it spirals and it spirals and it keeps saying until you just see it, it's, it's, all, it's all fake, it's all false. And so I love, I think it's Psalm 1. Father Meyer brought this up to me when I helped him out of retreat like a month and a half ago. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. Because when you start to, when you start to meditate on the law of the Lord, things are clicking, make sense and sense more and more sense. You start to see that God. I think the way he put it, he put it so like passionately. He's like that God is like a radical lover. That this law, that these rules that are in place. They're in place so that you can live that fully alive life, that life full of love and full of goodness. And you think of like, I, I, uh, I am doing Bible in a year, but I'm like two months behind. But <laughs> I read in, uh, I think it's Exodus, where Moses is like, God's talking to Moses for like chapters and chapters and chapters about all these laws that the ancient Jewish people practice. Like one of them out of randomly is like, thou shalt not have sex with uh beasts like mammoths like dogs or whatever it's like oh well that's a good god that's putting that in place so we don't be idiots and do this with our bodies it's like oh no like we are now here to live a certain way and yeah it it puts us our lives in order and but yeah that's hard that's hard when we're living in a society that says that this is the way the truth and the life this way of pleasure, this way of comfort, this way of instant gratification, and this is what will make you happy. And if I can say one more story, it was a story I was at Abide one time, this conference in high school, and this greatest speech I've ever heard from this guy, Jim Beckman, he tells a story about his daughter. And he says usually he had seven kids, but this this time he was running late to his uh, daughter's school, just him and her, and they were praying their morning prayers, morning offering, and she was like begrudgingly saying it this morning because for whatever reason, and they pull up to the the lot, and he parks it, and he looks at her, and he says, is something wrong? Like, something felt off differently. And she just starts, like, breaking down in tears. And she's like, Dad, I hate, I hate my life. Like, I can't do any of it. I can't do any of it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, my friends are drinking. My friends are starting to smoke. My friends are starting to hook up with guys, and I can't do any of it. Because that is not how we grew up. That is not what it means to be Catholic. 
and she felt like she was in prison. And this dad, Jim, he said he did something he never did for any of his other sons or daughters. He gave her permission to do all those things. He said, I forget her name, daughter, you're allowed to go. I will give you permission to go hook up with guys. I give you permission to go drunk, drink. I give you permission to smoke weed. Go do it. But I promise you, it's not going to make you happy. It's not going to make you happy. And it made me realize when I heard that, that that's how God sees us. Like God is a loving God. And he gave us the free will to do all these things in life that are not going to make us happy. And he, he says, do those things. But I promise you, it's not going to make you happy. And so, yeah, living, living the truth, it, it, it makes you happy, but it's not, it's not instant gratification. It's yeah. not always pleasure. It's hard, but it's good. Johnny, there is literally so much more to talk about. I love everything that you just said, and I would, <laughs> I would could talk about this for hours. Yeah, I really could, because there is so much to unpack. There is, but I think that was all truth, and I believe in so much of the things that you just said. And there were other questions that I wanted to ask that I am interested in, which makes me feel like I low key almost want you on again because it's been forty minutes and it's just went by really fast. I think we need a Joe Rogan three hour experience. Yeah. But some dude just came in. This place closes in three minutes. Okay. So I we got to get, get out of here. Uploaded. But Johnny, Johnny Giroux. Sam Deary. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Below, I will put a link of Sheepdog's podcast. Let's go. Give that a follow. Give that a listen because it's awesome. And we just had Sam on the podcast today. So we're podcast swapping. It's Boom. legit. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for stopping in to listen today. Absolutely. Live See you by next example. time on the Sam Deary <laughs> Example Podcast. Peace.